Okay, I'll say it. Charlotte Mason is not a trivium-based classical approach. Welcome to the Simply Charlotte Mason podcast. I'm Sonia Schaefer. I'm often asked, is Charlotte Mason classical? Homeschoolers can debate that question all day. Here's my take on it. If by classical you mean appreciating and using classic literature, cultivating good character, focusing on what is good and true and noble and beautiful, and spreading a wide feast that includes art and music and poetry and Shakespeare and time in nature, if that's what you mean, I would agree that a Charlotte Mason approach does include those characteristics. But if by classical you mean an approach that is based on the trivium for school-aged children, I would have to disagree. Charlotte Mason is not trivium-based. There are some foundational differences between those two approaches. So if you've decided to move from a trivium-based type of classical homeschool to more of a Charlotte Mason approach, you may find that you need to shift your thinking in a few areas. Let me share three tendencies you might want to watch for three areas of thinking in which you might find yourself leaning more toward a classical mindset. Tendency number one, you might find yourself focusing on facts without their informing ideas. It's interesting that the Charlotte Mason approach is almost the opposite of a trivium classical approach when it comes to facts and ideas. Charlotte Mason encouraged us to focus on giving the student living ideas, and the facts will come with them. She believed that ideas take up residence in the inner court of a person's mind and heart, and once they are established there, they keep watch, as it were, for any related facts and invite them in. So you may need to completely flip your thinking especially in the younger grades. Be careful not to focus on memorizing bare facts. Instead, focus on ideas. Any memory work should be focused on ideas because ideas are what feed your student's mind and the facts will come along for the ride. Tendency number two then, you might have a tendency to move too quickly. When you feed your student a feast of ideas, you need to give him time to digest them, time to process deeply, to ponder fully, to live with an idea. That is what educates the whole person. So be cautious of moving too quickly through a topic, just skimming the surface. Chances are, when you move quickly, you're probably just sharing pertinent facts. Remember, the focus is on living ideas. So schedule the time to linger with a historical person through a living biography. Plan to spend lots of time getting to know the ideas that ruled that person's life, not just the bullet points of what he's famous for. Allow several weeks to live with one person's art or music or poetry 
and the ideas that he was communicating through all of that work. Don't speed through history. Take your time and really get to know those fellow human beings who walked this earth before we did. Tendency number three, then. Be careful of emphasizing reason more than character and principles. A lot of classical education focuses heavily on logic and reasoning, but be careful of that. Charlotte reminded us that we can reason ourselves into or out of anything if we want it badly enough. Reason cannot be depended on exclusively. Yes, teach your children to think deeply and to think well, but perhaps more importantly, give them the timeless principles that will help keep their thinking on the right path. Make sure they know the core truths that should guide all that we say and do and think. Principles are those unchanging truths that can be depended on regardless of how a person feels or what he wants. It is the principles that inform the reason. Help your children grow to depend on those solid truths more than a person's often faulty skills of reasoning. Those are three tendencies that came to mind that could pull you off of a Charlotte Mason path but now let me give you three quick tips to help you stay on a Charlotte Mason path. Tip number one, view your child as a whole person, not a developmental stage. Yes, teach the child. Don't expect him to be able to do something that he cannot do at his age. But try to see past the skills that he may or may not have and look at him as a whole person. It's easy to compartmentalize education and only focus on skill sets. But Charlotte Mason reminded us that education is about helping the child to grow in all areas of life. Even young children work hard at communicating their thoughts well. Sometimes young children come up with astoundingly logical arguments. And older children and adults can learn a lot from a good story. So I encourage you to look at each student as a complete person with a mind, a will, emotions, character, habits, and tendencies that all need guided growth at any age. Tip number two, remind yourself often to feed your child's mind, not just exercise it. Not all lessons need critical analysis. Some subjects are included simply to nourish your child's mind and heart with a wholesome feast of ideas. Picture study, for example, does not need to become lessons in art criticism. Poetry can just be enjoyed rather than dissected and analyzed. The wide variety of subjects in a Charlotte Mason approach will give your child a wonderful balance of enjoyment and effort. And balance is good. Tip number three. Help your child find his personal writing voice. This tip came to mind because it seems like writing composition is a huge deal 
in Trivium classical education, whereas Charlotte took a different approach. When you think about writing, there are really two distinct aspects involved, the author's voice and the form of the writing. Of the two, a good writing voice is harder to cultivate. Once you have your voice and style, you can adapt to different formats pretty easily. But cultivating that writing voice takes time and freedom to experiment and lots of encouragement. Charlotte focused on developing each child's individual voice in the elementary and middle grades. So try not to panic or push your child into writing in specific formats or insisting that he follow a set formula so his writing sounds exactly like everybody else. Instead, give him time to absorb a wide variety of great authors' styles in his reading and to practice finding his own voice through lots of oral narration. Years of time. Format can wait. Focus on the writing voice. I hope those thoughts help you better understand some of the differences between the two approaches and give you some ideas for smoothing out your path as you move from a trivium-based classical approach to a Charlotte Mason approach in your home school. Remember, you can make that shift in stages. We'll provide links in the notes to episodes that talk about how to ease into the transition. If you enjoyed this video, subscribe through iTunes, Google Play, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, or your favorite podcast app so you don't miss an episode. You can also subscribe to the audio version of this podcast or read the blog post on our website at simplycharlottemason.com. All of those links will be in the notes, along with links to the resources that I mentioned. Thanks for joining me. See you next time.